Nothing. I love your white t-shirt. I love your white t-shirt. It's nice. You got the uh, trend going. You got the uh, biker shorts, and it's almost a crop top, like a short top. No one would know that because I'm sitting. I know, but it's nice. I, I think you're in trend. You've already pressed play. Why are you doing this? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I, 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 I changed my muscle shirt. <laughs> no, I think that's a good trend. You didn't tell me that a white t-shirt wasn't appropriate. No, it is appropriate. You just decided to make fun of me as you were pressing No one's making fun of you at all. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. <laughs> no one's making fun of anybody. Um, good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Ashes Rubies podcast, where we talk about life and recovery and everything in between. Um, it is Monday today. Very humid day. I went outside and literally 100% humidity. Ugh. It's like a bath. When you walk out into the backyard. There's nothing like... <laughs> or I, steam sauna. And I was young, but I still remember the humidity in Indonesia. Like, I don't... I can't recall it, but I remember seeing a papaya tree growing out of a wall. Like, that's how humid it is. Somebody, like, spit a papaya <laughs> seed, and it's, like, taking root out of a wall. That's Very nice. cool. All right. Yeah, we are live. Look at that. All right. Anything to report from the weekend? Did you have a good weekend? I did. Oh, that's good. I did too. We did a baptism. Oh, that was fun. But it was in the rain, so it was like we all got baptized from above, and then in the in the in the beach water below. So that was cool. It's always fun doing a baptism. Thank you for joining us. If you're tuning in on podcast, or you could be tuning in on YouTube or Facebook, because mm. we do the same thing everywhere. Because this. Is how we do it. This is how we roll. How does that song go? I'm not. Uh, stop it! Like I love you're it trying to you, make me sing. I love it when you. No, sing sometimes I forget when that. you're recording. No, it's, it's my favorite. This is how we do. It. <laughs> this is how we do it. All right. So today we're gonna all right. Do, so with that, we're gonna do a reading, and it's gonna give us something to reflect on for the rest of the day. We call that morning devo, contemplative meditation, contemplative meditation. Mm, nice one. August 30th. Oh, so this is... Oh, we're doing this one, eh? We're doing it... We're, we're, we're rotating through books yeah. at random, and this is out of an Al-Anon book. When a family situation becomes really desperate, and we think we just can't go on another day living in uncertainty, fear, deprivation, and general misery, we may decide to take action. That's good, but what action? So much depends on taking the right course. Let me consider... Is my present frame of mind, whether of anger, bitterness, or confusion, one in which I can make a wise choice? Have I yielded too readily to friendly advice, well-meant, but based only on limited knowledge of all the factors? Today's reminder, if I have come to the end of my rope, I have lived in this turmoil for a long time. Let me be patient a little longer while I weigh the alternatives. Will a radical change really work out better for me, for my children, and yes, for my spouse? Before I make a decision or take a step, I will redouble my efforts to apply the Al-Anon program. It could bring me to an entirely different, more constructive solution than the drastic ones I was considering. Mm. Make sure that the medicine you decide on in a rash and desperate moment doesn't turn out to be worse than the malady. Hmm. That is our reading for today. Yeah, it makes me reflect oh, on... Do you have thoughts from the perspective of an addict? The addict? Yeah, like, so active addiction is running somebody's life, a family's life, the children's life, 
and then there's decisions that the other person would have to make at some point of protecting of mm. you know can, how do you continue in a relationship especially when there's kids involved and so i don't really think on that end very much i always think of like in the recovery aspect um but yeah it's bringing up memories of 15 years ago of you having to make decisions and so how do you make and i think you can broaden the scope of like decision making period Am I making decisions out of my circumstances and reacting and out of my emotional capacity, which I hear the word at the end of my rope. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anybody making decisions at the end of their rope, which could signify like being in rock bottom. How do you make decisions in the capacity of emotional bankruptcy? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what it's leading each party to the addict and the non-addict, the Al-Anon, Um, is to have a relationship with God and to have a relationship with people in recovery, to have their own program and make the decisions out of their connection with God, out of sound mind and judgment and and inviting other people into the relationship of helping make decisions. Like a lot of us don't make good decisions if we're reacting out of our emotions. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you had that experience in, in early recovery. In, in, in my late addiction, I guess. You, had like a, you were trying to make decisions of like, yeah, do you, do you kick him out? Do you, what do you do? Right. And then it's true. Everybody has lots of well-meaning advice. Mm, the advice givers. Uh, friends and, you know, lots of people. It's really challenging to... You know, and then some some friends will remove them. You know, they see the some friends saw me going on that same cycle over and over, and they mm-hmm. were like, "I can't be friends with you anymore. Like this is chaotic. Why would you keep doing this?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can't hold that against them. Mm-hmm. You know, why would they want to listen to the same sob story and drama every single time? Um, but then, for me, making decisions. I think the first decision that I made was that I was going to get into program. That was the first decision that I made. Like, I can't do this by myself anymore. And here's a room of people that have similar experience or at least have addiction in their life. And so they're talking about addiction Mm -hmm. and they're trying Mm -hmm. to sort it through. And so I feel, you know, less crazy when I'm in this room with like other people who are going through something. Um, So, you know, a healthy group was really good for me. Um, and then I did that for a couple of years, online recovery boards, like um, like chat boards and mm-hmm, stuff, like mm-hmm. just reading through different experience and, and different, uh, you know, it was really great hearing stories that of like things that actually worked out. I appreciated that because you don't hear that in your everyday life mm-hmm. very often. Um, but then, you know, when it came time for me to make a decision, like to act some, it's not like I felt I had to make change but then like there was a point in time where there was something inside of me that like I knew that I wanted something to change I knew that I didn't want to keep living the way that we were living but then I didn't know what to do and so I just kind of sat with that feeling for quite a while of like I can't keep living like this like Mm. how I can't how do I don't know what to do I don't know what needs to change and I just knew you know I really appreciated the group the group never told me what to do 
ever. That's cool. Like, they never told me what to do. I guess when people have a little more experience on this side, it's like, what worked for me isn't going to necessarily work in that situation. No, not at all. And, you know, even, I mean, I know this is an extreme example, but, you know, I did things at the end of, at the rock bottom of our addiction where, where, you know, if someone else did the same thing that I did, maybe their significant other would have reacted completely different than you did. Or they're in an abusive situation. That's what I mean. Like, you know, you came home to an empty house. I had packed everything and put it all in storage after you were gone for like five days again. I put it all in storage. Imagine like someone else like, you know, did that. And then like their their guy like hunted them down and beat them up. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not going to tell someone to do what I did. And especially when there's kids involved in other family. Yeah. Yeah. So I think your first measure was getting involved in the fellowship getting involved with people that understand and not going to like all your friends and family which have great intentions but they're just giving advice and want to fix the situation because it is horrible and lots of people don't understand addiction right i didn't understand Mm -hmm. addiction i thought you were choosing to go out i thought that you got your paycheck and you were like screw you vicky I'm going to spend this paycheck. I'm going to come home to go have fun. Yeah. Like I thought that that was happening on purpose. Yeah. But that wasn't true. Like you didn't want to be doing what you were doing, but we, you just, you didn't know how to get out of it either. Mm. And so understanding addiction and that addictive cycle that actually there's a physical component. There's like a physical allergy. There's a mental obsession and there's Mm. a, a spiritual component. Like that was really helpful for me. So then you got into the fellowship. As you grew in the fellowship, then you started doing your own recovery. Yep. When you start doing your own recovery, then you start helping other people in their recovery. So I think your entryway was the fellowship. You got into the fellowship first. Yeah, but we got into our relationship over time and our addiction grew over time. And then, you know, oh, look, the dryer's done. And then I can get to a place where I'm like, I'm done and this needs to be over, right? And then I just want to like, I just want like to rip off this band-aid. And so something that took like 10 years or four years or whatever to like fall apart or, or grow into what it is, I want like an instant fix for my relationship. So either, you know, I take, I t- get this extreme idea that like, so I'm going to cut him out of my life. I'm never going to speak to him again. Well, that's a little complicated. Right. And so mm-hmm. can I be patient and let, let things unfold as they need to Mm -hmm. unfold so the meditation is how do we make sound decisions um i think what i've in my experience and what you're saying is get into the fellowship get in with people that understand addiction that have gone through what you're going through and know that you're not alone to make all these decisions when you're at the end of your rope Mm -hmm. and so there is community there is fellowship and uh, we personally want to support you. And if you're going through all of this stuff and it feels like a bulldozer's running into your life and, and, and upheaving everything, then just know that we're available. We're here for you. We're here to be part of your fellowship and um, walk you through decision making. And then Wednesday afternoon at noon uh, Eastern time, we have uh, all addiction recovery meeting. So you can meet us there as well. Or join our Life Lab. We have a Life Lab that walks you through your own healing process. And uh, so we give you that today. Welcome to Monday. Thank you for bringing all this. Ashes to rubies.com. Yeah, ashes to rubies.com. So we will see you later. We will have uh, a great day today as we start. Um, And keep the peace. Be of good behavior. And wash your hands.